am I? How did I end up here? I had to really, really look deeply into me. Hi, this is Aiden, and this is the Journey Home Podcast. How did I end up with this question burning around in my head? Who am I? And why am I here? What is the point of being human? What's the point of any of us being human? Is it so that we can get up in the morning, do a job, come home, watch some TV, go to bed, get up the next morning and repeat? I suppose I started quite a hectic early part of my life, that going into all the grimy details. Anyway, I had this idea in my head that, you know, wealth and success were the way to find happiness. I saw it around me. People seemed to be happy who had money, uh, who were successful. The people who didn't have it looked up to these people. So I thought, oh, yeah, okay, that's the way I'm meant to go. I headed off in that direction, you know, getting a job, working doing quite well. I bought my first house when I was 21, bought an apartment in Manchester. So it was on this whole path. And then I remember one morning waking up and thinking, oh my God, this is a load of nonsense. I've been sold a big, huge, giant lie because I'm absolutely miserable. Now I have all these things. I'm so busy organizing all those things. Not only now am I miserable, I'm actually now really busy being miserable. It was kind of like just this real realisation, the serendipity, whatever it was. And one of my best buddies from early childhood rang me, just happened to ring or send an email saying they want to go to Greece. Anyway, I jumped on and we headed off. And when we were over there, we had a great time, loads of crack. She said, I'm not going home. I said, right, OK, what are you up to? And she said, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to, she was living in Sweden at the time. She said, I'm going to jack in my job and I'm coming back here. I thought, God, right, I think I'll do that too. We both did that. We left our jobs. We headed back to Greece and we spent about six months in Greece. No, maybe more, eight months in Greece. Actually, when I got to Greece, I ended up having a really bad uh, motorbike accident. And before I'd left to go to Greece, I'd seen Deepak Chopra on The Late Late Show. And he was talking about a book called Synchro Destiny. Destiny. And I'd never even contemplated stuff like this before. It never come into my psyche. So anyway, I bought the book before I went. And now when I'm laid up over there in Greece with the big massive bandage around my head, I started reading this book. I started doing all this meditation. Things just started to shift in me. Anyway, we stayed there. That's a whole other story that I just couldn't even possibly go into right now. But we had some amazing ideas while we were there. Uh, briefly just say we were looking around to buy a big piece of land and we were going to put a retreat centre in there. So these ideas were bubbling. They were definitely bubbling around inside us. And then I headed off to South America for maybe six weeks or something. And when I came back, myself and my buddy, um, we decided we were heading off to California to Deepak Chopra to do his uh, meditation yoga teacher training. And the house sale I had fell through so we couldn't go. And I remember sitting down in my sister-in-law's front room with my friend and my sister-in-law and saying, geez, we can't go to California now to Deepak Chopra. What do we do? And my buddy just turned around to me and she says, why don't we just go to India? Like, that's where yoga comes from. Like, let's just go there. And I said, yeah, let's go there. 
So we headed off to India completely clueless. We hadn't a iota. It was like as if we were heading off to Bray on the dart. We were on the plane and and one of the air stewards heard us saying that we didn't know where we were going when we got there. And they were kind of like, listen, girls, you can't land in Delhi at 4 a.m. and not know where you're going to. You need to get yourself something sorted. So anyway, we did. And we went to India. And we headed up to Rishikesh to yoga teacher training up there. And that was the start of a huge, big, massive journey for me. And I suppose all in all, that was three years. At that stage, myself and my friend, Amo, we kind of, she was always kind of maybe about, I don't know, she was always a little bit ahead of me in where she was going to. And I was always catching up to her. But So we kind of were doing our own separate journeys, which was nice. We got to meet different people. We got to explore different things that we wanted to do. She was doing one thing. I was really wanted to go listen to as many satsangs as I could, listen to these, you know, sadhus, teachers who were basically saying what the meaning of life was, do a lot of meditation and contemplation around this subject. So that was kind of really, I, I got to India and all of a sudden it was like, you know, it was like a sweet shop for this kind of conversation. You know, people didn't talk about what they did for work. They talked about what's your opinion on dual, you know, non-dual thinking or dual thinking or what teacher are you going to, what austerities are you practicing? So it was a completely different space. I'd left Ireland, which I was boozing my head off in. And then all of a sudden I was in a dry state. People used to go out in the evening time and have cups of tea and have a conversation. It was just like, you know, I was like, like an alien in a whole new world. But I suppose layer by layer, I was peeling back all this stuff that I put upon myself as an identity of who I thought I was and how I showed up in the world. I started to realize actually that that identity wasn't really who I was. And actually probably a lot of what I thought I was was creating a lot of suffering for myself. I stayed in India for quite a chunk of time. I eventually ended up with a teacher called Ramesh Balskar down in Mumbai. And he was the translator for a very famous Advaita teacher called Niskardata Maharaj. The story goes is that Niskardata gave him permission to start writing around Advaita before he died. So he used to give discourse from his little sitting room in his flat in Mumbai. And I spent about six months there going to his satsang every day. Anyway, I had some pretty profound experiences whilst I was there with Ramesh. Got some real clarity around things. And I decided it was time to come home. Couldn't spend all my life over in India. So I came back to Ireland. Whilst I had definitely dug away at lots of my belief systems, there was still, you know, I still wanted to fit in. I was the youngest of six children. Everybody else was married. They were successful. They looked like they were doing great. They're in houses and they had kids and blah, 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 all that stuff. And, you know, I was this complete anomaly returning from India, no relationship, no house. So I really felt the weight of that, actually, when I came back. Long story there as well. I ended up meeting somebody, getting engaged, getting married, and uh, we had a son. Sorry, when I came back, I also qualified as a yoga teacher. So I started teaching yoga when I came back and mindfulness anyway I got married we had a son 
and we were living down in Kitty. And then we moved from Kerry to West Cork and we bought a derelict house and we were doing it up. We had our own pigs and our own hens and ducks and, you know, going for that whole lifestyle. And then the day before my birthday, I got diagnosed with cancer. A month later, it became apparent that my marriage wasn't going to survive either. And so that all kind of fell apart. It was a funny thing when I got diagnosed with cancer. I remember the day coming out from the hospital and walking to my house and just in my own mind knowing, oh, I know I just didn't do the full work. I know I've been, I've been kind of living a bit of a lie here. I knew that this is what I needed to do. So I didn't expect my partner at that time to tell me that he was going to leave. <laughs> that was just an extra piece. I thought it was just cancer I was going to have to deal with. So it was the two things that happened at the same time. And really over that whole year, everything that I had put in place about who I thought I was really got pulled apart. And I had a little boy who's the most amazing, beautiful little person in the world. And he was only seven. And this was very frightening because his mom was sick and, you know, lost all my hair. I used to do like chemo every two weeks and then every week and I got sick quite a few times with this. So it was just full on. But that whole time when I was uh, going through chemo, because I was on so many steroids, at night time, I'd probably only get about an hour of sleep and then I'd be lying awake for the rest of the night with my little boy who's sleeping beside me. I used to just be like thinking, how am I going to cope? How am I going to get around this? How am I going to get through this? How am I going to survive? And I really kind of felt that everything I had done up to that point had been done for this point. It made my inquiry have real urgency around us. I really, really, really knew I needed to survive. I had to get beyond the story, get beyond the getting caught up in the, the detail. I had to really, really look deeply into me. And I really had to figure out what was going on and who I was. How could I be at peace with this turmoil that was going on around me? Not not feel the turmoil, not not be angry, not not be upset, not not be whatever. But how could I be with all of that discomfort and still be okay? And that's what I spent the last four years really digging into. I don't think I'll ever have definite answers. I know that I'm in a place where I'm a lot more at peace. I see a lot more joy. I see a lot more abundance around me. I'm eternally grateful for this inquiry as to who I am. So that's why I ended up here. And this is why I want to do this podcast, because I think it's probably, for me, being the most important question is how can I be in this world with the ups and the downs and have peace, have joy, have well-being, even in the midst of what seems like the most hardest points in your life. So that's a little bit about how I've ended up here. I'm not sure if this has uh, answered or given you any kind of inspiration. I really hope it has. I'm looking forward to exploring other people's stories and hearing how, you know, these moments, these pivotal moments in our lives are actually hugely transformational. 
if we can step on board and go on the journey.